Lord, welcome, welcome everyone to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building, amen. I'm telling you, we are grateful and we are thankful on this morning for God allowing us to see a day that we have never seen before, amen. God has graced us to wake up and clothe in our right mind. We get the activities of our limbs and we had a mind to come into the house of the Lord to give him some praise and glory, amen. So listen, I want you guys that are watching at home on YouTube, on Facebook, I need you to share this, I need you to share this, I need you to let somebody know that we are on the air this morning, and I want you guys who are on your way to the building, come on, get into the presence of the Lord, we are back home in full capacity to praise the name of the Lord, to magnify Him, to glorify Him, and so we're just going to offer a prayer this morning as we prepare to usher in the presence of the Lord, so those of you all who are in the building, come on, make some noise for the Lord. Give the Lord a hand praise. Those of you all in your home, begin to magnify him, begin to bless his name, for he is worthy to be praised. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the praise, God. We come to give you the thanks today, Father God. Lord, we come to honor you and magnify your holy name on today, Father God. Lord, we come to lift you up on today, Father God. That, Lord, you are a loving God. You are kind God, Father God. You are an all-knowing God on today, Father God. And, Lord, we come to worship you on today, God. We come to adore you on today, Father God. We come to make you large in this place on today, Father God. For your goodness, for your kindness, for your mercy toward us on today, Father God. And, Lord, we just thank you this morning, God. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, God, to come into your presence, God. That, Lord, your presence will fill this place on today, God. Allow the power of your Holy Spirit, God, to move freely amongst us right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we welcome you, Father, God. We welcome your power, God. We welcome your authority, God. We welcome your anointing, God, to come forward and to destroy yokes and remove burdens on today, Father, God. Lord, we thank you for life on today, Father, God. We thank you for health and strength on on today God we thank you Lord for your kindness toward us on today Father God that Lord you yet God gave us another opportunity God to get it right in your presence God that you forgave us God of the sins and the things that we even thought this morning God that were contrary to your word on today Father God Lord we thank you for your mercy on today Father God and Lord we just lift you up God and we magnify your holy name, God, for you are worthy to be praised. And God, we ask you to come into this place this morning, God, to move by your power, God, to touch, heal, and deliver, God, those who are coming in, God. We ask that we come with a spirit of expectancy upon our heart on today, God, expecting a touch from you, God, expecting to receive a word from you, Father, God, expecting, God, to receive your power and your anointing on today, Father, God, that, Lord, we're going higher in you on today, Father, God. I thank you that you're taking us to the next level, God. I thank you that we're going higher in our corporate worship on today, Father God. That the power of your anointing, God, is moving and flowing this place on today, God. And Lord, we thank you on today, God. We thank you for your healing power today, God. For those who are dealing with sickness and illness in their body, God, we decree and declare that by your stripes we are healed on today, God. And we thank you for that healing power. We thank you for that deliverance power. We thank you for that power, God, to strengthen, God, our body on today, Father God, that no sickness, no illness, no plague, God, shall come nigh our dwelling on today, Father. And Lord, we thank you on today, God, for giving us peace on today, God. Peace that passes all understanding, God. In the midst of whatever confusion, God, in the midst of whatever turmoil, Father God, your
your peace, God. It begins to give us the strength, God, and the power to go on on today, Father God. We thank you that, Lord, you bring peace and calmness to our situation on today, Father God. And, Lord, we lift you up, Father God. We magnify you, Father God, for you are worthy of the praise, God. You're worthy of the honor on today, Father God. And we thank you, God, for your power on today, Father God, to strengthen God, to deliver on today, Father God. Lord, remove, God, everything that's not like you on today, God. Allow your presence, God, to flow in this place freely on today, God. There will be no stumbling box. There will be no hindrance, God, to the move of God flowing in this place on today, God. Anoint the praise and worship team, God, that they may sing unto the glory of your Lord, of your name on today, God. Anoint me, God, as your minister of the word today, Father God, that I may speak what thus said the Lord on today, Father God. And let this house, God, lift you up today, God corporately, God, on one accord on today, Father God, that we will bless your name today, God. We will make you large in this place on today, God. You are bigger than any problem, God. You're bigger than any situation, God. You're bigger than any issue that we're faced with, Father God. Lord, we thank you on today, God, that your presence is magnified in this place, God. And we adore you, Father God. We magnify you, Father God. We thank you like never before, God. Are there any thankful people in the building? Are there any grateful-hearted people in the building that came to lift up the name of Jesus, that came to bless his name, that came to saturate the atmosphere with the presence and the worship of your Holy Spirit that will begin to move in this place, God. Oh, we bless your name today, God. Oh, we magnify you, Jesus, for your worthy Father. Oh, we thank you for your presence. Oh, we give you glory today, God. We honor you today, God. As the sound begins to come and as we go into the presence of God through worship and praise I dare you to lose yourself this morning I dare you to give God your best praise today I dare you to give him your best on today that you have a thankful heart you have a grateful heart that you come to magnify him that you come to lift him up and exalt him as king of kings so come on give the Lord a hand praise as the sound comes hallelujah Jesus He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Because I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down. Thank you. 
heart of thanksgiving. When they sang the first song, it could have been me.
on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Listen, we give God praise today. We thank God for his goodness and his mercy towards us. We thank God for the sound and the praise and worship. Amen. That saturate the atmosphere. for musicians, amen. They tapping into something that we're, we're going forward in the word today. Mention a little bit about the musicians, amen, and the importance of music in our thanksgiving, amen. But we're going to move forward, amen, so we can get to the word, amen. Let's get some preliminaries out the way. We're going to prepare to take our tithes and offering this morning, amen. So, listen, um, God has been blessing, amen, and he's been making a way for us. And it's important that you continue to give and to sow and to sow your seed. So we're taking our tithes and offering this morning and we're sowing toward our Outreach 2021. For those of you all who are watching online, you can go to our website. You can go to www.newcovncwc.com. Tab and you can give online, amen. Oh, I like this new give because they got on the text 100,000. No, that's 100 million dollars. Somebody gonna text us 100 million dollars in their offering. I, you, you gotta begin to believe God for the miraculous, amen. You can text to give, amen. Text number is there. You can go to Easy Tide and you can give. You can download the app, you can research and go. Easy Time app. Look for New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. Make sure you select the right uh, New Covenant Worship Center and set up that Easy Time. You can give weekly. It'll track your giving. You'll have a um, record of your giving, amen, that's emailed to you immediately after you give. And at the end of the year, you'll get your record of what you've given through Easy Time, just like that. Um, and then if you don't have those means, you can use the United States Postal Service, amen, and mail your seat to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435, amen. Can I tell you how good God is? Y'all know we celebrated 12, our 12th year church anniversary in May. And for the month of May, we had guest speakers and every week. And they came in and ministered the word. So we were sowing seed into their life as they came out to minister. We blessed them with the love offering. And I believe that as we sow, as we give, God continues to meet our need. He continues to bring us increase and overflow. So if any of you all remember, last year in 2020, we had our largest one-month offering, I believe, in January. During the pandemic. No, it was in June or July, one of those. But last month, we superseded that goal and with that particular largest amount in a month but last month in May we had our largest offering in the history of the ministry thus far I'm telling you 
don't realize how significant that is with the amount of people that give on a weekly basis. We have anywhere from 35 to 45 people that give on a weekly basis to be able to sustain the ministry and meet the needs of the ministry and to just bring us to a place of overflow and increase. But I believe that as we sow seeds, that's why God continues to take care of this house. As we continue to give to the community and our outreach and various things that we do in the community, I'm telling you, God favors us. And I want to say thank you to everybody that gives and sows to this ministry. We do not take it lightly, amen, because a lot of ministries are not even receiving anything. People had stopped giving during the pandemic. Nothing. But I'm grateful that God has sustained us to have increase and to have celebrations of the largest amount that we have received in the 12 year history of the ministry left this particular past May last month. Amen. All right. Let me give those of you all who have need an envelope. Please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will get you an envelope. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will get you an envelope. Simmons, good to see you in the building. My good friends, Mr. and Mrs. Hallman are in the building, amen. It's so good to see them. They coordinate, and I love it. They're my friends, I'm telling you, I love it. See, that's what happened when you just newlyweds. You can still coordinate. Look at some of them folks been married 40 years, 30 years. You know, they together, they happy and everything. Ain't nothing doctor. See, they coordinate, amen. How long y'all been married now? What is it? Is it three years? Three years. Three years, amen. Three years they've been married, amen. I thank God I had an opportunity to marry them. And we had a great wedding, great fellowship. I'm telling you, God is good. And as you're sewing today, everybody have an envelope. They need an envelope. Come on, brother Terrence. We walking, amen. We back in, we back in full stride. I know you. We're gonna let people walk again, amen. Go ahead and put that seed in the basket. We thank God. I thank God, brother Terrence. You hear and you can hear me say it to your face. I don't, I don't have your phone up and I don't have a chance to text you. You probably wouldn't read my text no way. But anyway. Listen, I want you guys to give Brother Terrence a hand praise of thanks because he's been here throughout the entire pandemic. He's been on his assignment, on his post, in service, ushering, greeting, receiving tithes and offering, doing his duties, amen. And I'm grateful for Brother Terrence, amen, and his faithfulness to the ministry. Those of you all who are on my right that have your offering ready, your tithes and offering ready, you want to give. Please proceed from the rear to the front and you can sew. Come on, Ashton. Boy, if you and Angel don't give me some of that help.
harvest. Come on, look at this. Look at this. Just prosperity all over. I'm releasing the anointing over there. Prosperity. I'm telling you, God is blessing. I love it. Those of you all who are on my left, if you have your tithes and offer ready, please proceed from the rear to the front to sow. Praise the Lord, Attorney Winter is back in the building. God bless you. sown today, God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you will continue, Lord, to meet our needs, to supply our needs as we give, Father God. We expect a 100-fold return, Father, and I ask that you will continue to bless those that had it to give and those that may not have had it to give on today, Father. They will have increase and overflow to give on next time, and God, we ask that these seeds and these times and all will continue to be used for the work of the ministry, for the building of your kingdom, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Listen. God is good. Amen. And we thank God for his presence and his glory. <laughs> I'm excited about this new series, The Heart of Thanksgiving. Um, God has just been gracing us and keeping us. We're, we're one quick announcer. Tomorrow night is corporate prayer uh, in the building at 7 p.m. Tomorrow night in the building, corporate prayer uh, in the building. Um, we probably won't do marriage tips Monday again. We're probably going to just wind out the summer. We'll make an announcement on that officially uh, and maybe uh, digress for the summer and pick back up in the fall. We'll see. Amen. Uh, and then we'll move forward. Uh, Thursday night is Bible study, 6.30 p.m. in the building. No registration needed. Uh, no registration needed for Sunday services. Come on in the building and fellowship. I thank God for everybody that's coming in. Some more people added in on this week that we didn't see last week. So it's good to see you in the building. Amen. God bless you, Sister Bridges. Good to see you. Amen. Haretos. Amen. We give God the glory. Amen. Listen, all right. That's all I want to get out real quick. Tuesday, men's prayer. Amen. 8.30 p.m. on the conference call at 8.30 p.m. Men's prayer is awesome and phenomenal. Tap into it as we encourage each other in the word. And um, it's a blessing. Amen. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles. Um, we're going to hit a few scriptures today. So let's go to Psalms 100 where we opened up last week. We're just going to read uh, one verse out of there. And then we're going to First Chronicles 16. And then from there, we're going to tap into a little bit of Ezra. And then we're going to close it all out in First Chronicles 16. Is that all right? Y'all ready? All right. Minister Ted and Prophet Victoria, good to see you guys in the building. Amen. All right. Y'all ready for this word? They got quiet. They finding that Psalms 100. We're in the NLT version, amen, the New Living Translation, uh, when you get to Psalms 100. But before we get there, for those of y'all who were not here last week, you may, not have missed, you may have missed this service, let me give you the definitions of Thanksgiving. And I'm just going to read one today, the one that we're going to hold on to and the one that we're going to uh, share throughout the series. Um as it relates to Thanksgiving from our Bible dictionary, it says the aspect of praise that gives thanks to God 
for what he does for us. Ideally, thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart, but it is required of all believers, regardless of their initial attitude. Amen. It's required. A grateful heart and a, a heart of thanksgiving is required of all believers. Regardless of how your attitude, regardless of how I'm feeling, I should still yet have a grateful heart. Regardless of what the situation that I'm uh, dealt with in life, I should still have a heart of thanksgiving because the Bible says to give thanks in all things. Yes. So I'm required to have this particular heart of thanksgiving and to have a grateful heart. Is that all right? Last week, what we also talked about, that Hebrew word for thanksgiving or Hebrew word for thanks was todah. Yes. And in the midst of that, because I want you to keep this in the forefront of your mind, it began to break down and it began to say that. Let me get that point because I want to read it exactly as we got it from the article. Let me just pull that note up real fast because I want you to keep that in your mind. It says, when we put those particular words together, our thanksgiving to Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross leads us to a doorway or portal to the presence of God and intimacy with him. Is that all right? Amen. So another way that we said that, we said God's presence is the doorway to truth, yes. or we can say it this way, truth is the doorway to God's presence. Yes. Is that all right? Yes. God's presence is the doorway to truth. So when we get into the presence of God, it, it begins to open us up to bring us to the place of truth because the Bible says that we should worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have to have pure hearts when we come before God. We have to have the right spirit when we come into his presence. Amen. Amen. Truth is the doorway to God's presence. You cannot operate in a spirit of error or you cannot operate in a spirit of deceit and expect to enter into God's presence and for God to receive you in his presence with anything that is contrary to what truth looks like and what truth is. Amen. So I want you to keep that in the forefront as we go forward today, as we go forward in this series, because today we're going to talk about the heart of Thanksgiving brings forth a song. The heart of thanksgiving brings forth a song. There should be a song that resonates in your spirit that gets you through, that takes you to the place where you know what? When I'm down, when I'm in a place of being frustrated, when I'm at my low place, when, when people have talked about me and lied on me at work, when, when they frustrated me and then they did not complete the assignment or the project that should have been done two weeks ago and you go in there and they still haven't done it. It should be something when the children have made you upset and you're frustrated. This should be a song even if the song hasn't been pinned it should be a song that should rise up out of your spirit there should be some melodies there should be some words that you begin to come together and flow together i'm talking about that stuff you sing in the shower after you just got off work and you just begin to say god i thank you for your grace and your mercy god god i love you god i adore you god i worship you god i thank you for keeping me safe and you just begin to put that thing to a melody and you begin to allow the words to flow out of your spirit why because i have a song because I have a grateful heart I have a heart of thanksgiving and when you truly have a heart of thanksgiving God will begin to produce and he'll begin to lay some songs because songs represent worship songs represents praise songs represents me entering to the presence of God why because I have to enter into his gates with thanksgiving but I got to get to his courts with praise 
So I need a song that begins where will hold me and that will keep me and that will begin to lead me along my journey. Amen. I don't know about you, but I thank God for my upbringing because I was raised around music. And so I love music. I love different types of music, you know. And so the, the, the things that I begin to meditate on before I got saved, my gospel was not, you know, Mahalia Jackson, but my gospel was Craig Mack, you know, flavor in your ear. And so, but as I grew and as I began to mature in God, I began to grow, grow a particular desire for those songs that would begin to encourage me and uplift my spirit. Those things that will speak life to me. Those gospel songs and those words and melodies that will be formulated to encourage me and lift me up. Because Craig Mack can only take me to a certain level. I had to go a little bit further and higher and not just settle at the place where I first met Jesus. That's why the definition said no matter how you felt at the initial place of finding him, you should be willing to grow beyond your initial encounter with him. There should be a greater level of love. There should be a greater level of thanksgiving. You should be more grateful today than when you first got saved. Because why? That salvation when you received him as your Lord and Savior, that was the initial conversation. That was the first date. See, I need somebody to understand the revelation. Can I go back to that first date you had with that chick that you liked back in high school and you wanted to treat her nice and you wanted to give her the best date and you wanted to take her to the finest place? You wanted to show off? You really took a shower that night. Can I help somebody on Father's Day? You put on an extra spray of Old Spice. You put on some juke. You put on some of that old Armani stuff. Oh, I need somebody that have a revelation of old school stuff and understood what it meant to have a first date. You invested in that first date. And so when you first met Jesus, you got the best of him. And you had that initial response. And he drew you in because as you as he drawn to you, you were drawn to him. But I need somebody, I need a repeat date. Because everybody doesn't get a second date. But because of the love and the grace of God, he keeps on dating us. He keeps on trying to impress us. He keeps on giving us reason to be grateful and thankful. Because the more I go out with him, the greater I fall in love with him. The greater I get to know him. The more intimate I become with him. Why? Because the more time I spend in his presence, the more I can begin to learn about him. How he saved me from my wretchedness. How he saved me from my madness. How he saved me from my trial. Oh, I need somebody that's going to be real with me today. I told y'all, I can't preach like this every time we get into this. I haven't even read the scriptures yet. But it's just something about when you think about having a grateful heart. And how God just begins to love on us. In spite of us. So, when I think about that, and when the scripture says, let's get to the word because we got a lot to cover today. So, Psalms 100, I'm just reading verse 4. That's just a, just to keep, I want you to keep this in the forefront of your mind. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That's what we have to keep in mind as we're moving forward through this series of a heart of thanksgiving. What do I enter into his gates with? Thanksgiving. What is the access code that we talked about last week? I got to go in with thanksgiving on my lips. How do I, when I get beyond the gate and thanksgiving has opened up the gate, 
Now, what do I do when I get in his courts? His courts bring me to a place of praise because I begin to see the awe of his majesty and his glory. I begin to see the magnificence of his kingdom. I begin to see all the gold. I begin to see all the rubies and the diamonds of how everything has been created and formed. Because a kingdom has riches and glory in it. A kingdom has wealth around it. It has things that are, are stunning to the eye. And so you got to begin to have a spirit of praise to give God thanks. Is that all right? So now, let's go to 1 Chronicles 16. My God. I got to slow down and get this thing to you because I got a lot to teach today. Y'all going to grace me, right? We. It's 10.54. I'm not even going to give a time. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit flow I'm not going to keep you over time we can't make up for a year I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it in one setting amen no need to worry I want Minister Harmon and his wife to come back amen to visit again amen I don't want to be here till 5 or 6 this evening amen praise God hallelujah so let's, 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 let's talk about this heart of thanksgiving and let's talk about because remember let's talk about this presence of the Lord First Chronicles 16 we see here it is. King David is in position. Uh, he's in the place of authority. He's the king of Israel. He's the leader and the ruler of the nation. And so the Ark of the Covenant has to be moved and they're moving it back to Jerusalem. And so when we pick it up here at verse one, because I want you to read this and we're going to break some things down. Is that break some things down? Is that OK? Yeah. In verse one, it says they brought the Ark of God and placed it inside the special tent. David had prepared for it, prepared for it. Listen. David had set aside a special place for God's presence. What have we set aside that represents God's presence in our life that is unique, that's set aside, that's a special place, there's a certain area, there's a certain uh, uh, place where you begin to get into God's presence. There's something that you do in order to get into his presence. So it says they brought the ark of God and placed it inside the special tent. David had prepared for it. So this means that he began to think something out. He began to prepare it and he began to make it because he knew the significance and the importance of the ark of God, which represented the covenant. It represented the presence of God. So now it goes on and says, and they presented burnt offerings and peace offerings to God. So now the presence of God, this, this is down the line. And, and this is probably another series. But when you have a heart of thanksgiving, it provokes you to give. Yes. And when you're in the presence of God, the presence of God will begin to provoke you to begin to give because it begins to show your thankfulness because that, that thing that I give, it's those riches that's mine. It's that thing that I value and I begin to be willing to want to release it unto God. It says they presented burnt offerings and peace offerings to God. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Notice this. Then he gave to every man and woman in all Israel a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Look at King David. He's a giver. He blesses the people. He begins to supply their needs. He's generous. But look at verse 4. David appointed the following Levites to lead the people in worship before the ark of the Lord. To do what? Pay attention. To invoke his blessings. Y'all highlight this, underline it, wherever you got to do. To invoke his blessings, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord the God of Israel. 
So David appointed the following Levites. Now we all know, if anybody, if you don't know any, uh, any Bible uh, uh, history or you may be not familiar, let me just give you a little synopsis. Levites were chosen from the tribe of Levi. They were of the lineage of the priesthood of Aaron. And those who were under lineage, under descendants of Aaron, they were responsible for serving in the temple. They were responsible for doing the priestly duties uh, that were required as far as worship, receiving offerings and all those other various things. Now, there were other uh, uh, descendants of the particular tribe of Levi and they were Levites and they were not descendants of the priesthood of Aaron, but they still yet served and they assisted the priest. And they begin to operate in menial, uh, menial duties around the temple. Is that okay? But David had appointed the following Levites to lead people in worship. So Levites were the ones who were going to usher in the presence. So the Levites, for an example, in our 21st century church, the praise team, the choir, they were assigned with the responsibility for ushering in the people into the presence of God. Because once they get up and they begin to uh, start worship, what are we supposed to do? It says to invoke his blessings. Because as we go forth in worship and in thanksgiving, God begins to release his blessings because I'm thankful unto him. And he's now given me things because I'm thanking him for them. And it says that I'm supposed to give thanks. So in other words, and when worship comes and worship is, is setting the atmosphere, I should be giving thanks to God. And it goes on, it says, and to praise the Lord. So in other words, it's not just for you to watch and to begin to look at the choir or the praise team as they begin to go forth and worship. It's for you to participate. It's for you to praise right along with them. Because why? We're in the presence of God to invoke his blessings, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. So now, David has to appoint a leader to this assignment. Because worship leads us into the presence. Notice what it said, that he began to assign the Levites to go ahead of the ark. Oh, my God. So as they because when we get into the sound and the praise and worship, it begins to now bring forth the presence of God. So as they were getting into, into worship and going forth to praise God, David said, let me assign a leader to this group. Let's read the scripture. Asaph, the leader of this group, sounded the cymbals. Second to him was Zechariah, followed by Jehel, followed by Shemach, Jehel, Mahatha, Eliab, Benadiah, Obed-Edom, and Jehel. They played the harps and lyres. The priests, Benadiah, and Jehazel played the trumpets regularly before the Ark of God's Covenant. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Asaph. Now, we're talking about Asaph, this particular leader that David has appointed, and this particular psalmist, and this particular minstrel that plays the cymbals. Now, in this particular family of Asaph, he had been uh, uh, given the responsibility to be able to do and create songs and music for the temple. He is what we would call in 21st century a praise and worship leader. He is someone or that would begin to uh, as a, a, a music department director, if you want to put it in these 21st century terms as it represents the church today. So here it is. He's given this responsibility to lead the people in worship because you need someone that's going to be designated and assigned that's going to keep the people engaged and to begin to keep the dedication and the mindset of praise and worship to be continual. Amen. And notice this, he plays the cymbals, he's gifted, he's talented. But here, I want you to also point out something because I want you to realize that this particular 
family, uh, uh, Asaph and his family, they were the ones that when the children of Israel had come out of uh, captivity to the Babylonians, so let's look at Ezra chapter 3. And then we're going to come back to 1 Chronicles 16. And then we're going to get to the meat of this and close it out. Is that all right? But Asaph, he wrote 12 Psalms, Psalms 50 and Psalms 73 through 83 are attributed to the family of Asaph. But when you look at Ezra, there were 128 singers from his family that had been assigned to begin to praise and worship as they were going forth to begin to rebuild the temple in Zerubbabel. Can we go to Ezra chapter three? I'm sharing this because I want you to see it for yourself. Ezra 3 and verse 10 because I want you to see the importance of what Asaph's assignment is and how important it is that we have worship in the presence of God and that we have praise and give thanks unto him. So Ezra chapter 3, I'm still in the NLT version. Look at verse 10. When the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets. Notice this. The priests had musical talents also. The priests were able to blow their trumpets. The priests were not just responsible for offering the sacrifice, for doing the various things around the temple, but they were still had a worship on the inside of them. And so that's why it's important that when you begin, I thank God that I have a love and a joy for music because God placed that in me because he knew I would be a priest that one day. Oh, y'all missing this. I'm not speaking boastfully or of myself but he knew what God was planning down the line so I, I I have a joy and a love for music I played the trombone in band in grammar school so I have some musical inclinations within me and I thank God for that because God was preparing me for where he was taking me I didn't know it then but God was preparing the way and so the priest blew the trumpet I blew the trombone oh, I'm telling you so when the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites, the descendants of Asaph, clashed their cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. Notice this. The king was instrumental in working with the worshipers. The king was instrumental in working with the praise and worship team and the leaders and to encourage and to keep them in a place to lift up the name of God and to bless his name. It says, verse 11, with praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. Notice how much singing is going on through the scriptures. How much praise is going on through the word of God. And this is the song they sang. He is so good, his faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord, because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. Amen. Now look at this. In Thursday night Bible study, if you missed that, go back and listen to that replay. We talked about Psalms 118. In Psalms 118, this is a song of David that he had written. And in that particular psalm, this particular uh, uh, phrase or this particular saying, his faithful love for Israel endures forever, is mentioned five times in that one song. Because this puts emphasis on that. So David was putting emphasis on the fact that his faithful love for Israel endures forever. You have to be reminded of God's love and his goodness when the enemy's constantly trying to make you feel like you're less than when he's constantly trying to make you feel as though you're not worthy of God's goodness when you're not worthy of God's blessings so you have to know that God's love is faithful toward us and he's always concerned about us so now let's go back to first chronicles 16 
So we're talking about the heart of thanksgiving brings forth a song. So now we left off. They have the everybody in position to go before the ark and to play their instruments, make their joyful noise, bring forth their praise. And so now at verse seven, on that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites this song of thanksgiving to the Lord. So what David writes songs now. I thank God that God gave me a song and I need to write some more, but he gave me that the sound and Pastor Benice added all the lyrics to that. But he gave me that when we wrote that song, the sound years ago, and that thing just began to resonate when we created that thing and that thing began to be birthed forth. And it's a blessed song. Create a sound from heaven. Let the angels sing. Amen. Amen. And so here it is on that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites this song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Now listen to the song. This is what he begins to sing. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt, him, exalt in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed. Listen, these are things that you should be reflecting on to give God thanks about. So when you're, as the song is going forth, you got to begin to stop and to begin to meditate. So this, so at verse 12, it says, remember the wonders he's performed. So can you think back on the wonders that he's performed in your life? The miracles that he's done for you, the things that he opened up doors for you. When man said that no one could be opened again, they were shut, they were locked, they were bolted. But God opened up those doors. Do you remember his miracles and the rulings he has given? Your, do you remember you, you children of his servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his, Jacob, his chosen one? He is the Lord our God. Listen to this. His justice is seen throughout the land. Remember his covenant forever. The commitment he made to what a thousand generations. Listen, is that not enough to give God thanks and praise about that he has made a commitment to a thousand generations? So no matter how my children are acting today, that God has blessed a thousand generations, that there is going to be somebody that's going to raise up and begin to call on the name of the Lord that's going to begin to decree his name in the earth. Because why? He's made a commitment to a thousand generations. So it doesn't matter how it looks like right now. God will begin to change their heart. He'll begin to change their mindset. He'll begin to draw them back in and bring them to a place of rejoicing. I know they look like they in the world. I know they look like they not going to be saved. I know they look like there's not an opportunity for them to be delivered. But how long was you in your mess? How long was you in your sin? How long was you in a backslidden state? How long was I jacked up and messed up before I came to my senses? I need you to remember those things when you look at your children and all I can say, by the grace of God, there go I. God graced me. He pulled me out of my foolishness when I was in my 20s. You better thank God and believe God for what's to come and not what it is right now. Call those things that be not as though they were. Because God has made a commitment to a thousand generations. Look at verse 16. He said, this is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore to Isaac. Listen. So it's some stuff that God has promised us through Abraham. He said, if you are Abraham's seed, then you are heirs according to the promise. 
I need to remind yourself that I got some promises that belong to me because I'm a joint heir with Abraham and I'm a part of the commitment of the thousand generations. I don't want no, I don't know what number I fit into the thousand, but I know I'm a part of the heir. I know I'm a part of the blessing. So you gotta be giving God thanks for that. Verse 17. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never-ending covenant. What? Can you help me, Minister Holman? Never-ending. Never-ending means it does not cease. Never-ending means it does not mean that, that it does not end based on what the government says what marriage looks like. be taught in school never ending means no matter what the world says about what you should be and how you should live for God and how you should bless his name that doesn't matter because it's never ending what God says is what stands what God stands is what is true so in verse 18 he says I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession thank God that God has given us land we can even imagine we thought we have hold of many of us have built our own houses when you was living in places that was raggedy in the projects on the some of us grew up in a studio all you had was a room and God has blessed you. You got three, four bedrooms, four and five bathrooms. You got a backyard. You got patios. You got you got land. You, you know, you got to thank God. Your mama didn't even have it. Your great-grandmama was raised in a shack. Don't you know that there's a blessing that came to your bloodline that blessed you, that broke the curse, that you got running water in your bathroom? My great-grandmother, I mean, my grandmother did not even have a hot water tank when we used to go down south. We had to boil our water to take a bath. Turn on the water freely and take a shower anytime I desire, and the water's hot. Oh, y'all ain't ready because I thank God every time I get in the shower. I say, God, I thank you for this hot water. Because it ain't nothing like when you get that feeling, you turn that shower on that morning when you're getting ready to go to work and you realize it's not getting hot. You go down them stairs and you look at that pilot in that hot water tank and you see that it's blown out, it's not lit. And then you try to light it and it's still not working. So now you realize the hot water tank is busted. It's over. You need a new one. Do you not know the inconvenience and the time that you got to spend taking cold showers for them couple of days? But can you imagine your forefathers and all they had was some water. It wasn't even clean. And they washed and they bathed in that. And we want to complain and murmur because it's chilly. Just trying to help you have a grateful heart. Just trying to help you have a heart of thanksgiving. At verse 19, he said, This when you were when you were few in number. A tiny group of strangers in Canaan. Can you imagine? Because God said, God said, when you was few in number, I was concerned about you. You 
were a tiny group of strangers in Canaan when they thought themselves to be grasshoppers. When Joshua and Caleb tried to tell them another perspective and they tried to say, you know what, we're well able to overtake them. But they were in their eyesight thinking tiny because they saw some giants in the land. But you got to realize who you are in God. So when you have a thankful heart, the Bible says that there is no one that can come against you. If God be for you, who then can be against you? You got to have that mentality and that mindset. I don't care what giant rises up. I don't care what devil rises up. I don't care what ungodly spirit comes up against you with. If God is for me, can't nothing come up against me to destroy me. Why? Because God is so good and gracious to us. He said in verse 20, he said, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. Yet he did not let anyone oppress them. What? How many of us have gone from place to place? We've had to switch jobs. I have had so many jobs in my life. And people are like, where you work at? Where didn't I work at? I tell people some things. I say, I used to, I used to deliver candy. Candy? How do you get that job? You used to work at Great America. How do you get that job? How do you work at Great America? You, what was you doing? I was selling pretzels and popcorn and Jack Snacks. Under the Batman. And my... My, my, my girlfriend at the time, Pastor Venice, she was the security guard and she had to wear that hat. I used to call her Opie. Come a long way from securing the eagle. A long way from passing out snacks of popcorn and nachos. You used to sell kids at cl clothes at kids spot? Yes, I sold clothes at kids spot. I was six foot tall selling baby clothes. They coming at where the 3T at? Baby, I ain't been in a 3T since I was zero. I don't even know what a 3T looks like. I've been in Husky all my life. I'm thankful, I'm trying to get you to that I'm thankful for the journey and the things that I learned along the way. You said you fried chicken? I fried chicken for six years at Harold's Chicken Shack. Mouth sauce, hot sauce. See, I used to have to make the mouth sauce. So y'all know about that. Y'all mouth sauce, now you just buy it in the bottle and that's the mouth sauce. All the restaurants use the same stuff. No, we used to have to make it and we had to make the, make the coals. So I told Pastor Denise how we used to make coals and I had to put our hands in it. She was like, y'all put your hands in it? I said, yep, and we didn't have no gloves on either. That's, see, that's old school stuff. That's old school stuff. You, you don't, don't, you done ate a whole lot of that coleslaw and ain't nothing happened to you. Now you got gloves on, latex and everything. Now you got stomach poison and everything else. Baby, we used to mix that stuff up with our hands. Mayonnaise, sugar, and a little onion powder and mix it up. Y'all ain't... I ain't never had nobody come in there complain, baby, there's something that's wrong with this coleslaw that don't taste right. No, they said, baby, that's the best coleslaw I've had because it got soggy from the grease that dripped out the chicken from the fries. Oh, I'm taking somebody to heaven right now. Don't you drive over to 103rd and Halston when you get out of church and try to go get you no hells. Don't you go do it. Stay put. Thanksgiving, but I thank God that I learned how to fry a couple of pieces of chicken. Amen. Amen. So they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet did it, 
Yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf. Do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets. How many times have God stood up for us? We didn't even know it. We didn't even know it. They were getting ready to fire you, but God had already blocked it. Do you not know how many times that they had plotted against you and God had already planned a way of escape for you? The lie they told on you that that thing wasn't even true, but God brought it to pass. He said, do not touch my chosen people. Do, my, do not hurt my prophets. Verse 23, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Listen, this is what we're supposed to proclaim, the good news that God saves. Wherever we go, this should be our daily proclamation. God, you saved. He said, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Don't be ashamed of what God has done in your life. Tell somebody about it. Tell them how good he's been. Tell them how grateful you are. Tell them thank you. God, I thank you for keeping me and blessing me. Can I? I just, sometimes I just sit back in amazement at God. When I hear other people, and this is just a sidebar, and what we, what's been going on in that job, y'all heard me talk about it Thursday, but we've been short product because all these other various things is going on. People is short of workers everywhere. It's, it's, it's what it is. So anyway, I said, God, in the midst of we having shortage of product, I said for the past few weeks, I still been making my plan and even going above plan. I said, how do you still sell more chips than you should with less product? <laughs> See, it's, it, well, you, you got to stop and yet give God the thanks. Because in the midst of a shortage, you still are overflowing because God graces you. And because I take the time out to thank him. I think I'm, I, I think y'all ready. I think y'all ready. I'm see. I'm giving you a prelude to next week. I might have to tell you about how Thanksgiving produces multiplication. Cause y'all have missed it in the scripture. It's right there. Thanksgiving produces multiplication. Now, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I might do it next week. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in a series. That's a part of the series. I don't know who do it next week. But that's just a, 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 little, a little hint at it. It says, "Great is the Lord. He is the most. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens." Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. Listen to that. He keep, Once again, in the song, he says, bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. He says, let all the earth tremble before him. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and the crops burst out with joy. What? The fields and the crops burst out with joy? Listen, you got to thank God that the wheat sprouted out to make the toast you had this morning. See, it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't come in the form that it's in when you got it in the loaf. It started as a grain of wheat. And the grain of wheat had to get into the ground and die first in order for it to be sprouted up and to bring forth the life that was needed in order for them to now take it through Old Testament, the threshing floor, and get the very things that were needed in order to make the bread. Oh, y'all, you gotta be thankful for that. God, I thank you. 
at that. Those things burst forth and the fields and the crops. You better be thanking God that there's not a shortage in the crops. Yeah, the prices have gone higher because there's other things that's going on with food and everything else because there's a shortage of workers. In some meat houses, they paying somebody $48 an hour. I promise you. <laughs> this is real life. The guy was telling me, he said, his, his friend of his, he, he, they asked some people to come work in these, in these freezer environments, in these meat houses where they do the meat. He said, because there's a shortage of workers, they have to pay people more for the work, for them to come in to work. And they're working like 12 hours a day, five or six days a week. 30 to $48 an hour. It's good, but it's overloading on the person that's got to do it because it's, it's yeah. you doing two and three people's work. Yes, yes. So I got to pay you and compensate you accordingly. The numbers sound good, but you ready to work 12 hours, six days a week in the freezer? See, some of y'all just had a cold breeze. <laughs> you just thought about that polar vortex and you said, no, nah, I like this hot 80 degree weather. I can't take it in that cooler. So in verse 34, it said, give thanks to the Lord for what? He is good. His faithful love endures forever. There it is again. His faithful love endures forever. David is pinning that in his song. He says, cry out, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather and rescue us from the nations so we can thank your holy name and rejoice and praise you. Verse 36, and we're closing this thing out. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. And listen at this. And all the people shouted, Amen and praise the Lord. Can you, isn't that amazing? That David brought forth the song for Asaph to begin to praise God with. And the, the people shouted amen so they agreed with everything they saw. They agreed with the song and they said let us praise the Lord. So I want you to begin to have a song in your heart of thanksgiving. You should be thanking God and giving him praise. For all the things that he has done. Even in the midst of everything. Listen, some of us, you know what? We should thank God that the government even gave us stimulus packages. That was added income that you were not expecting. That was increase that you had not even, you didn't even see coming. That God was able to open up doors. And thank God to sustain you. Don't you know you may thank God for the rental assistance that he gave to people during that time that the government released that you were able, your landlord was able to be paid when you couldn't work? That's enough to be thanking God for. And we got people that want to sit around and talk about I'm depressed and, and I, I feel bad and down. But did you stop and just think about that the government paid your rent? Where they do that at? They gave your children 300 extra dollars in your EBT snap card. Because they were giving you extra food, extra supplies to make up for the things that had been lost. You got to thank God for that. It didn't have to be. But God graced us. I'm just encouraging us to have a grateful heart. I'm just encouraging us to stop and reflect and say, God, I thank you in spite of. You may not have all the desires of your heart, but you know what? 
then my needs are met. I know you couldn't go to Jamaica and the Bahamas. I know you couldn't shop like you wanted to. I know you couldn't wear the clothes you wanted to. I know you couldn't do the things and party like you wanted to. But God, you know what? I got breath in my body. My lungs didn't fail. My kidney didn't fail. My liver is functioning. I thank God my heart didn't stop beating. I thank God my brain is functioning. I didn't have an aneurysm. Thank God that I didn't get a cancer diagnosis. I'm telling you, it, it's, I told you we can go on and on and on. If you would just stop and just take a moment to say, God, I thank you for all the things that I've been taking for granted. God, I thank you. I can open and close my fist. Oh, my God. I got mobility in my arms, in my legs. I, I can smell when something's cooking. I can hear, as we talked about the birds chirping, the dog barking. So it's just so much to be grateful and thankful for. So I want to encourage you today. And <laughs> now, I, just, I had some other notes here um, about having a song of praise and having a song of thanksgiving. And I'm going to real quick go over this because I want, I, want to, I want to point something out to you. Host just reminded me as I looked over my notes and I said I didn't talk about that. But when we were talking about music and we talk about gospel and praising God, I want you to begin to open up your heart and to begin to to start listening to even gospel music or, or music that encourages or uplifts you even the more. Yes. Because if you don't get it in your spirit, it's not going to come out of your heart. Amen. And see what has happened is I want you to even be able to evolve in your music. Be open to some, some new music. Something that you wouldn't normally listen to. It's okay. I know, I know, I'm talking about it. This is what I'm talking about. There's generations that we have, and there's a generation that came up in this particular era, and this is what they love. I love that type of music. And then we have a newer generation that has, they love this type of gospel music that you would say, you know what, I can't get into that, that gospel rap or various things. I'm used to the hymns. But I want to show you something today, and I'm going to close out. Because I want to help you to be able to understand the power of evolution. And you have to evolve in your growing and expand your mindset. So I was just playing around this morning. I was Googling. Googling. Google is a good friend of mine. Most of you all know Google. They have a wealth of information. Is that right? But I, I was just, I was sitting there and I was, as I was studying this morning over some things. And I was, I was saying... Um, how important it was for ASAP to be the leader and to bring forth praise and worship before the ark of God. And then I started thinking about how music had changed. Notice the different things that they listed, the cymbals, the lyre, and they listed the harp. Look at the instruments we have today. We got two keyboards. We got one that's, that's, that carries the main thing, and that top one he's playing right now carries the bass. Is that right, Brother John? You do some bass lines on that. We have a guitar. Now, you can have a lead guitar, and then you can have, what's the second? A bass guitar. Then we have 
We got, I mean, we just don't have cymbals. We got a bass drum. We got a snare drum. We got three other, another bass drum or whatever that's called. I'm not, what's it called? A floor tom? Tums, okay, see these are drummers. I don't know that. I told you I played the trombone. I'm not a percussionist. And then we have the Congos over there, the bongos, whatever you want to call them. Congos or bongos, people call them different things. <laughs> yeah. But that's another added element. And then Brother Marcus, he'll, he'll bring his saxophone sometime. So just look at that, that particular difference and added sounds that are added to the music that they didn't have when ASAP was playing. So things evolved as time progressed. Because the time required for more sound and different sounds to be able to gain the people and to keep them engaged in worship. I'm going somewhere. I just want to show you this real quick. It's going to take five minutes. So I said, I, I, I said, a generation is 40 years. Can we agree to that? That a generation, historically, according to the Bible, is 40 years. Is that okay? So I said, I asked Google, I said, 40 years ago was 1981 from today, from this year. So a person that was born in 1981, their birthday is this year, they will make 40 years old. So back in 1981, I was six years old. But in 1981, 40 years ago, I said, what was the top gospel song in 1981? Now, Google come up with all different stuff and I tried to find something, but Wikipedia had named, this was the gospel song that was one of the top gospel songs in 1981 was the Clark Sisters. Jesus brought this, you brought the sunshine. You brought the sunshine in my life. You brought the sunshine, saved my life. That song, I sang that at my eighth grade graduation in 1989. Now, I'm going somewhere because I want you to pay attention. And from 40 years in 1981, the Clark Sisters was one of the a hot song was Jesus. I mean, you brought the sunshine in 1981. So 10 years later, I did this in 10, 10 year increments, 1991. 30 years ago. So if you were born in 91, you'll be 30 this year. One of, the, one of the hot songs in 1991, I just picked, this is one that came up in, in my things. There's a lot of songs without. But BB and CC Winans, I'll Take You There. I'll Take You There, featuring Mavis Staples. I'll Take You There. That was a hot gospel song in 91. Now, listen, y'all, I wasn't saved yet. So I, I wasn't saved yet in 91. So 2001, by this time, I'm saved, but I ain't delivered. <laughs> was I in 2001? Yeah, I was saved. I was saved, and and and, and all, I was delivered. I was a minister stuff, but I, you know, still was wasn't everything I should have been. I was married. You still, baby. I done messed up while I was married. I ain't talking about messed up with you. I'm just talking about you ain't been the best you you should be. But in 2001, so 20 years ago. In 2001, one of the hot songs, listen how this changes now. So we started with the Clarkses, went to BB and CC Winans. Now in 2001, one of the hot songs was Shackles, Mary Mary. Break the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I'm gonna praise you. I just wanna praise you. So there it is, Shackles. So then 10 years from that is 2011. So now in 2011, we, we, it came up with a whole lot of different artists and things that we were singing at that time. And I just put down a, a few of them because we were singing these songs a lot. 
when they begin to come out. 2011 was Vashon Mitchell, Nobody Greater. Yeah. Nobody greater. Yeah. Nobody greater than you. We had William McDowell. I give myself away so you can use me. That's it. And then we had Kirk Franklin. I smile. Smile. Even when you hurt, see how I smile. There it is. Them, so those were songs in that 2011. And then now, bringing it full circle, because I want you to understand the power of evolution and how things evolve. Notice how when, I, when we got to Mary Mary Shackles, listen to how much beat, how much bass we had in that song, how much more instruments that were being put into the production of a song versus you brought the sunshine. You brought the sunshine, you may hear just the organ, you may hear the, a keyboard and a drum or something like that. That's about it. And it wasn't, it wasn't nothing deep, but you brought the sunshine. It was about the lyrics to the song. But as we progressed and moved forward in 2001 with the shackles, you begin to see this bass and this, begins, this different change. And then when in 2011, we moved into an era of worship. Where you saw the Rashawn Mitchell and you saw the William McDowell's and you saw Donnie McClurkin and different things that they would begin to sing and share. You begin to see this particular transition. So now in 2021, the Clark sisters came back with an album called The Return. Now, as I was Googling and I'm seeing this thing, one of the songs that popped up in 2021 on The Return album was a song called His Love. And his love is featuring Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I told you I'm going somewhere. I told you. I told you. God, let me. It's called His Love. Uh oh, hold on. It's called His Love featuring Snoop Dogg. So 40 years ago, the Clark sisters would have never even thought about Maddie Moss Clark would be turning in her grave if she knew that her daughters were singing with Snoop Dogg. But what I'm saying is that they had to evolve to remain relevant. They're still singing songs of Jesus and on this particular return album is a lot of their older songs, but it has different beats, it has different particular things that catch the audience. But that, that's the only song that I saw on this particular, on their return album where there was a featured artist and it was Snoop Dogg. So Snoop Dogg has a hook on there where he's rapping about Jesus. I just wanted you to see in a 40 year time span that you got to be willing to evolve and open yourself up to be able to hear more different types of gospel music in order to keep you at that place of thanksgiving and gratefulness. You, I, I'm not saying that you have, If you, I know you grew up on, on the Clark Sisters and that's what it was, but it's okay to hear Pastor Mike McClure talk about God is big. It's about good to hear him talking about he'll do it. I mean, it's different things that God placed out there. When Molly Music talks about that heavy love, you begin to hear different sounds. Travis Green, when he talks about how, how I respond, you got to listen to the lyrical content and be open to new generations of music. Because why? We serve a multi-generational ministry. 
And we have to maintain our relevance. And some people don't understand it. Why do we have an old school Sunday? Because we have an old school, there's a, a group of people that love that particular type of music. She went back and sang, thank you, Lord. She was singing that in college in the 90s. That's when I started falling in love with music. She was directing the choir. Singing, thank you, Lord. That was the songs that I began to get saved upon. So those things will still resonate and they still place value in your life because the lyrics and the content doesn't change because God doesn't change. It's about the content of what is being spoken that begins to carry the weight of relevance. And I just want you to be encouraged to know that from a 40-year time frame that now they're making an album with Snoop Dogg. And we get caught up and we get stuck and say, well, I don't want to hear that praise and worship because that's not what I want to hear. Well, it's somebody in another genre of age group that want to hear that. And we got to be gracious enough to give them their space. And then when we come down your aisle on Old School Sunday, we thank God for that. But we all have to be open. I love, look, look at your children. And I'm closing that right here. When the new edition movie came out, was your kids not singing Can You Stand the Rain? And what none of them jokers born in? Joshua, when he seen the new edition movie, I mean, baby, he had downloaded the songs from the movie and started singing Can You Stand the Rain and all the different candy girl, you know, Mr. Telephone Man. Man, you don't know nothing about when I called and the phone got disconnected. What happened? Operator, what's going on? Something wrong with my line. Every time I dial my baby's number, I get a click every time. What are you talking about? He don't understand the whole relevance of that because he doesn't even know what it means to have a rotary phone and a, a phone that plugged into a cord. I'm just trying, I just, that's just a sidebar. I had took those notes and I wanted to share that little piece with you guys. Listen, I need the first three people to, who needs a word of encouragement to come down the aisle. Listen, as the Holy Spirit, um, even when we all were walking, and God began to speak and say, the spirit and the grace of prosperity is upon you. I wasn't just saying it in a jokingly fashion, but it is upon you. And God said, because you have labored in the contentment of lackness. Oh my God. So when there was a season when you were lacking, when you didn't have all what you have today, and you were content in those spaces, God said, because you were faithful to me in your time of lack, he said, this is why I can trust you to bring you to the place of riches. He said, this is why I can trust you to bring you to the place of prosperity. God said, I'm stretching you and growing you in areas that you would never imagine that you would be in. God is getting ready to place you at tables with men and women that will begin to connect you and take you and propel you to the next. God is allowing divine connections to manifest for you in this hour. He's allowing people to be gravitating towards you. He's allowing people that want to desire for, to be around, for you to be around them and for them to be around you. It's a mutual relationship. 
and God is building a foundation for what he wants to do in your life in this season of this prosperity that God is pouring upon you. And there is great favor that God is bestowing upon you, man of God. I'm talking about things that is going to open up with ease. It won't be a struggle. It's just going to open up because of your faithfulness, because of your heart, because the genuineness of your heart. And so I speak the blessings of the Lord upon your life. I speak the favor of strength, the favor of grace, the favor of mercy and peace to rest upon your heart that God will continue to meet and supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I decree that your business is enlarging its territory. Your business is enlarging its territory and you're increasing in knowledge in wisdom and favor. Oh my sake. And I decree that your level of influence will be magnified. God said that's what he, he said. That, that's the key right there. He said that your level of influence is magnified. Your level of influence is magnified. Well, they say when Minister Michael Harmon said it, then this, this is what it is. This, this is the level of influence. It's going to begin to operate and flow for you. So I seal it in the blood and I release the blessing in Jesus' name. I love you, man of God. Isaiah, God said he wants you to personally and he wants you to intentionally take time out to go and talk to him. He said, when you go and talk to him, he said, I need you to talk to him straight up. He said, I want you to talk to me and talk to God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. God said he, he wants you to talk to him and to converse with him and to tell him and talk to him about what it is you desire, what it is that you want for your next level of life. And God said, when you begin to talk to him and you begin to, to, to meditate with him and, and, and take some time out that you intentionally carved out, you say, okay, this is my 20-minute time, my 15-minute time, that God, I'm coming to talk to you. And I'm just going to talk to you and tell you about what's on my heart. And I'm going to tell you about what I want and what I like to do in life and what I want to be and where I would like to be. And God said, when you begin to pour that out to him, he said, then he can begin to take it to put legs to it and to put feet to it and it's going to come and start chasing you down but God said you got to talk to him you got to tell him what you really want from the heart of from your heart of sincerity and the things that you desire and God said don't be afraid to ask me I, I just keep hearing that I've told you that even in the past don't be afraid to ask me don't be afraid to ask because nothing is impossible to those that believe and all things are possible to those that believe. So God said, just yada with him, just talk to him, just have an intimate conversation with him. And when you have that conversation, when you talk to him, I'm telling you, God's going to prepare. He's going to do everything that you desire. All you got to do is trust him. Amen. I see you in the blood. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Tasha, you set it up here too? Well, stand right there. I got a word.
God wants you to be reassured and confident in who you are. Don't second guess yourself. He said, just stop it. Because you waver too much in, 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 in the stuff God be telling you and you be sitting back having all these conversations with him and you be going back and forth. God, I don't want to do that. God, I don't, I don't you know, God, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be this. And I don't want to be a bird. I don't want God said, stop. He said, be confident in what God is leading you in, what God is speaking to you. Because once you take the confident stand, I'm telling you, it's a confident stand that he wants you to take. He said, that's when I'm going to begin to propel you and to push you to the next. Because everything has really been laid out already. It's just up to you to grab hold to it, to trust that God has released his promise to you. Oh my God. To trust that he has released his promise to you. He said, daughter, it belongs to you. He said, I want you to have confidence in that. To be able to receive the promise. So don't lose sight or perspective of what he desires of you. I want you to prophesy. <laughs> the next three days, I want you to prophesy to somebody. Because God said, I want the gift stirred in you. I didn't bring you to New Covenant Worship Center. I didn't bring Thomas. I didn't bring Isaiah, Caleb, and Naomi. I didn't bring your family to New Covenant Worship Center for some things not to be birth out of you all for some things not to be stirred up to take you to the next level spiritually so my responsibility as I share with you in previous conversations I have to cultivate some things in you and you have to be confident I want you to prophesy I'm telling you God's going to lead you you call up text whatever it is the next three days you find a person to prophesy to God's going to speak and give you wisdom because the gifts has to be stirred. Amen. God bless you. Sister Melissa, right? Melissa, Melissa. said that you have to be willing to go in the direction listen to this the Holy Spirit, I want you to be able to go in the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading you in I need you to go in the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading you to go in but there's some things that have to be there's some decisions and choices have to be made concerning direction movement and God said I need you to just he, he said just just be obedient to whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to move in trust what God speaks to you 
trust what he's leading you to do? Because God's been dealing with you with that. He said, just trust me with that. And I, he said, be led by the Holy Spirit in the decision and the choice that you make. It doesn't have to be based on what others may feel around you, what others may think around you, and how you should do it based on their perception. But God said, just be led of the Holy Spirit. Because God has really been dealing with you concerning being obedient and moving in what God is, 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 is functioning you in your spirit to do. Because I sense that there's a greater sense of urgency in your spirit. It's, it's like it's a greater urgency for his presence, a greater urgency for prayer. There's something there. Can I have, I, can I have, can Pastor Venice lay her hands right on your stomach, over your hand? And I need you, Pastor Venice, just to release the birthing of that prayer that God's trying to break through in her life. Because there's a breaking of prayer that God's kind of called forth out of her. There's a fire that needs to be stirred up. God said, I'm stirring up the anointing for prayer. I'm stirring up the anointing for the power of God to flow in your life. I'm stirring up the anointing for God's grace and favor to rest upon you. That God is taking you to the next level of prayer. There's an urgency for prayer. There's a burden that God's placing on the inside of you. Stir it up.
door, turn around, and come back. Come to the place of agreement that God, he is turning it around. God desires to turn it around. Brother Rich, God has pricked your heart. He's pulled some things from you to gain your attention. God wants you to be able to cry out unto him to ask him for the wisdom and the instructions to be the father and the husband that he's called you to be. God said, I want you to surrender your all over to him. Sister Bridget, God wants you to cry out unto him, call out unto him to be the mother. You're not a mother in the natural, but to even be a mother as a stepmother to his children and to be the wife that God has called you to be. Now when I say these things, I'm not saying that you have lacked in your, in your ability and things that you have done thus far, but God desires for us to go to a greater level. And God said, you got to believe that he not Rich, not Bridget, but he will turn it around. Turn it around, turn it around for me. Turn it around, turn it around, turn it around for me. I hear that. The Holy Spirit said he's turning around. He said, even when you get your most frustrated, even when you get angry, even when you're at the point of fed up, God said, turn it around. He's turning it around. So every time that frustration rises up, you got to remind that God, you said you were going to turn it around. God, you said you were going to turn it around. God, you said you were going to turn it around. And I promise you, when you stay in God's face and you begin to get into his presence and you begin to come together on one accord and you touch and agree as husband and wife and say, God, you know what? You're turning it around. I believe you to turn it around and we're going to turn this thing around together. He's well able to do it. All you got to do is believe it. So Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for Brother Rich and Sister Bridget today. I thank you for the anointing, the grace, the presence of God that rests upon their life. I pray that you will cover them in the blood. I pray that you will lead and guide them. I pray that you will open them up to newness for, the, for you to turn things around in their favor. 
I thank you that their marriage is going to the next level. I thank you that their love commitment for each other is going to the next level. I thank you that their compassion, their kindness, their generosity towards one another is going to the next level. I thank you that their peace for one another is going to the next level. I thank you that your grace and love and compassion for each other is going to the next level. God, I break every demonic influence that comes to hinder, that comes to bind, that comes to disrupt this particular holy matrimony. I command covenant to be sustained in the name of Jesus. I command peace to reign in their home. I command their words to be seasoned with salt when they begin to articulate and verbalize their feelings toward one another. I pray the spirit of compassion and loving kindness to be upon them, God. And that, Lord, they will operate according to 1 Corinthians 13, that they will keep no record of wrong as love has been commanded. Tear up the list of wrongs and make a list of rights. <laughs> make a list of the goodness of God that you got to say, God, I thank you that my wife loves me. I thank you that my wife cleans for me and cooks for me. You got to begin to say, I thank you that my husband provides for me and protects me. I thank you that my husband loves me, cherishes me. You got to begin to speak those things and call them out and begin to declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. And God, we seal them in the blood. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. My God, my God. Come on, we give God the praise. We thank God for the newness, for the thing to turn around. Listen, we get ready to get out of here. Last thing. We haven't been in church at 12 o'clock in a long time. Amen. Listen. Last thing. The Holy Spirit put upon my heart to be an assistant and to help Pastor Zilza Trotter and his vision to relaunch his ministry from out of his home. They've been blessed to be given space to rent in Bolingbrook. Bolingbrook Community Center and the city of Bolingbrook had deemed that they wouldn't rent to churches anymore that location but I'm telling you <laughs> when it's your season to receive and for the door to be opened up for you God will do it now he called me and he asked he said you know he was just calling different friends and pastors he said we're looking for people to partner and just to sow a seed once a month to help with the ministry expenses, whatever it may be. He said, sure, I'll you know, help give whatever I can. $10, $20, $30, $100, whatever to sow, I would sow. But the Holy Spirit began to minister to me as I was on the phone with him and he was conversing and he brought back to my remembrance what we had did for David Eric, for Eric David Townsend in his live recording a few years back. And the Holy Spirit had put upon my heart to help him raise over $10,000 in about 50 something days. But God blessed and he made that move of God happen. But I'm believing God for increase and overflow. He didn't ask me to, to help in this capacity, but the Holy Spirit put it upon my heart. I only do things as the Holy Spirit leads. And I can't do things that 
we can't do this for every church or everybody. It's as the Holy Spirit leads. And we have to know what's good for us. And what I mean by that is what's good for what you should do with your particular vision of your ministry. What one word uh, worship ministries, one one kingdom worship ministries, as the name of his ministry, Pastor Zill's ministry. What's good for that ministry? The things that we do at New Covenant Worship Center may not be the things that the next church will be, be able to do. We do gas giveaways, we do a lot of outreach, Thanksgiving, you know, laundromat takeovers that's coming up soon. Different things. And I believe that because we grace and we're grace to give, I know that God meets our needs. So I sent out the email for those of y'all who would like to give. This is free will, you know, no obligation. But we want to take up a seed for those who want to give. You can sow. If you want to need to write a check, you can make it out to One Kingdom Worship Ministries. If you have cash, we're going to take up a seed. Brother Terrence, we get an offering. Deacon Jerry had already gave me his, his seed. I'm going to put it in the basket. Then we just get it together in the envelope. And when I get the chance to see Pastor Zilda, we'll get that seed into his hand. So we started this campaign um, last Monday. No. started on the 14th. The 12th is when I prepared it. That Monday the 14th we started to sow. That Monday we went live with the announcement. So on the 14th to now the 20th, the 16th, God has graced and we've already raised $1,825 toward the $6,000 goal. Somebody, a one-time seed was sown of $1,000. So that knocked out a lot of people. So we only need 120 people to give $35 to make this particular vision a success. And we're believing God that it's going to manifest by July 4th. I just believe God. The reason why I believe the Holy Spirit allows me to have a kingdom mindset is that when the Holy Spirit allowed me to be ordained and, and, and put in the position of apostle, that's an apostle type heart. You're not going to see ministries go out and to help other ministries, but it's biblical. Because the Apostle Paul talked about it in Philippians, how the church of Philippi helped him and helped the other ministries that were in need in different times. We have to really get back to what the scriptures say and having a kingdom mindset. There's some other things that I helped him with that I'm not going to share right now. And people were like, why did you do that? I said, because the Holy Spirit put it upon my heart. Because if we don't be in the mindset of helping the next person to be able to fulfill whatever vision they have, because I know what it means to struggle in ministry. Starting a ministry from the ground up is the hardest thing that you'll ever do as it relates to ministry. People who have pastored because they've been uh, voted in or they've been chosen when the pastor is deceased or has left and different things that's a hard task also to transition to transition people and to get people on that in a, on the same accord the same page but when you talk about building from the ground up you gotta think about all the different things that go along with that it's a lot to sacrifice the time the energy you your everything you your media team you your accountant your intercessory prayer team you your cheerleader 
So we just want to encourage the ministry. I thank you all for those who have sung, who have given already. I appreciate the gifts of those who even gave down today. Thank you, because I'm telling you, God's going to do something great in the Bolingbrook area and what God is doing in that area. And we just believe God. Um, he's starting out. And we want to send people that people want to be an assistant to that ministry. You look for a church home and you live close to Bolingbrook or whatever, you may want to check him out. He spoke and ministered here twice, last year and this year. He talked about that better blood and he ministered on Don't Change the Fire. Awesome man of God. Prophetic anointing on his life. So I wouldn't call you to sow into something that I didn't believe in and that I don't trust. Amen? So I thank you all for giving. Father God, I thank you for the seed that was sown. I pray that every person that gave, they would receive a hundredfold return. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Brother Chandler, if you all, you can get that in the envelope and just give it to me. That'll be a blessing. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Minister Harmon, I know I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you come dismiss us? I just, I just, I just want to hear your voice, man. I, I really appreciate you being in the building today. It's a blessing. They're going to get you a mic right here. this ministry, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus, God, that we will continue, God, to listen and to heed to your word, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that this ministry will continue in the name of Jesus, God, to be that outreach, to be that hand, Lord, to help someone else, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. And as we, Father God, leave this place, Father God, but from never your presence, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will continue, Lord, to speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Thank God and amen. And so it is.